0: to the Everything Must Go podcast. My name is Brandon, and with me, as always, is Steven. Coming today with the year-in-review episode, yes, this podcast is now a year old, and we are just here to talk about kind of the origin of everything, um, where we've been, where we are, where we're going, and I'm, I'm pretty pumped to have this discussion. I never thought we'd make it, guys. It's incredible to be here. I just
1: want to thank my family, my friends. My dog. Just everyone. <laughs> doesn't matter who you are. My substitute teachers back in elementary school. I want to thank boys. all my haters. <laughs> I want to thank all the haters me. that were the motivators.
0: They were my fuel when, when I got into dark places. And I needed that push. Fuck them all.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's my first grade pull, bully who was a real dick to me. Who I actually punched in the face. I do not promote violence. But I do promote people being good people. And... uh being nice in the playgrounds. So uh thank you for making me the man that I am here today. And uh thank you guys for helping us get to one year of doing this podcast. This is actually the sixtieth episode of the podcast. If you add everything together, including the spotlights and all the other episodes. So uh well technically damn. the
0: sixty first, but uh <laughs> but one of the episodes is now a secret for the rest of our lives. <laughs> damn. Damn you right.
1: <laughs> Anyone who got to watch that episode uh, or listen to it, you really got a treat. That's a special occurrence to do an episode that just didn't work.
0: That's <laughs> exclusivity if I ever heard it right there. <laughs> Only the it's people definitely live. Something. It's definitely yeah. not nothing. It's not nothing for sure. Well, let's uh not I mean, let's set the tone. Like I I think we both have similar perspectives but maybe different and in, in a little bit here and there on how exactly this podcast even came to be. What what's the origin? Let's hear it from from your point of view.
1: Okay, so the reason that this podcast ever came to be, I do want to say maybe some of you don't know about Brandon and I like our individual lives, but we don't live um, in the same state or anything. So let me give you the little bit of background on that just in case this is the first time you've ever checked out the Everything Must Go podcast. Brandon and I went to the University of Tennessee together. So we met back when we were 19 years old. We both went to the University of Tennessee, but we are both not from the state of Tennessee. So it was kind of random. Like Brandon's from Minnesota and I'm from Ohio originally. Um, And we both ended up in the University of Tennessee and... We've both stayed in touch, like been really good friends. I always had a lot of respect for Brandon because he was a hard worker and just a very talented person who I've always wanted to work on something with. Because I just, I feel like it's a, it's a rare occurrence where you find someone that you respect on a creative level and you respect their artwork. So I've always wanted to work on something with him, but there wasn't. Uh, I'm Brandon was a musician and I was just a guy, uh, definitely like a late bloomer in terms of anything creatively or kind of finding my finding myself. So, um, it pretty much life just kind of happened and we ended up not talking too much for a few years, kind of went on, did our own things. And then, um, sort of what started Brandon and I talking again, which would eventually uh, turn into this podcast was, um, during that time where Brandon and I were away from each other, like we, We talked every once in a while, but Brandon was in a relationship for a little bit of it. I was in a relationship for a little bit of it. Um, I had a relationship that ended and then I had like a bunch of life changes kind of happen at one time. And Brandon and I started talking more. And during those conversations, uh, they would get pretty deep sometimes. We would talk about some like pretty serious stuff and the conversations would be like extremely therapeutic. Not even just for me uh, or just for Brandon. Like it was both of us. We benefited from... Realizing that none of our thoughts that we had were really all that crazy, we kind of both um, experienced similar things, and we were able to kind of help each other out. And we made a couple of comments like, "We should like record these conversations or something," because I feel like maybe other people think this way too. Um, and if, and Brandon, if I'm saying anything that is <laughs> out of left field, let me know no. if I say anything. You're like, "Whoa, okay." So basically. From these conversations, we always talked about, man, it'd be kind of cool to record these or something, Um, but not really thinking that that was actually going to be anything until uh, sometime last year, I started thinking about um, podcasting because I had listened to a fantasy baseball podcast, actually. I was like, this would be so easy to do. Just press record and talk to your friends like anyone could do this. And that's when it dawned on me like, wait a second. This whole time I felt like the distance between Brandon and I was a problem. And the fact that we didn't do music was a problem, but the one constant was we we could talk <laughs> and we could have these conversations. So I was like, we could probably just do a podcast. And I I remember I called you and I, I had mentioned something about podcasting and you're like, yeah, I'd probably do something like that. Like it wasn't really a, a, a question. It was just like, yeah, it, was just, it just gives us a way to basically be productive other than just talking to each other. Uh so we in April of last year, we talked about a basic outline of how we were going to do it and then we just picked a random day to Skype each other, put our phones on the on a desk and then just hit record and that was what the background was leading up to. All right, now we have a podcast going.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll fill in some blanks too because uh, Basically, um, it's fun. I don't know if you remember this, but obviously we, you know, we had a, a relationship where we both respected each other and um, wanted to work with each other. And so then I actually offered or I tried to get you to be like my manager for music. I don't know if you remember us having that conversation, but this was like way back when when I was pursuing music, I really wanted to work with Steven and he was some, someone that I trusted to like see my vision through and that's kind of hard to find. And so I had asked him to do that, but I think I think Steven kind of was similar to me where he wanted to kind of pave his own way, not necessarily be just that supporting role And so, uh, I, I guess I don't want to speak for you. I don't know if, if that was a, a factor.
1: That's, that's pretty much, that's a good way of looking at it. It's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we just kind of obviously being long distance, um, long distance friends for so much of our relationship, it was tough to, uh, really have anything to do with each other. Plus we were kind of from different creative backgrounds, but, uh, the podcast kind of came to be and i think it was also at the time you know we make a lot of jokes about steven um <laughs> steven like giving up comedy <laughs> when <laughs> when we first started talking about what the podcast would be uh I, there was some discussion about it being like more of a comedic podcast now obviously this podcast definitely has its uh comedic elements to it but um, I think this was on a at a certain time when uh, Steven was kind of finding a niche in, in the more uh, serious stuff. Um, and then I also really wanted to have uh, these substance-filled conversations uh, as kind of the the driving point of things because I felt like Steven and I could be goofy guys pretty much on a whim. But uh, for the most part, I think what we craved within each other's uh, friendship was those substance-filled conversations. And that was really the backbone of what we decided to do. And I don't think it really, I don't think we really understood what we had until we recorded that first episode, to be honest. Because we were, I mean, I was nervous even. Just us having a conversation, we would record ourselves on our iPhones. And I remember it was like, i was doing a live show for for a little bit of the episode it took me a while to get rolling and and i don't know if you felt the same way but uh, it's kind of funny to look back at that now compared to where i am today
1: oh yeah definitely i used to get a little bit nervous nervous even though i don't even know why because it was just us because i'm like is this how it works like is this what a podcast is I, i don't know there was just a lot of anxiety behind it at first yeah uh, another thing that um, I, I guess – did you have anything else you wanted to say like on that topic, on that note?
0: No, no. I just wanted to kind of fill in those things a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I, I did want to bring up something um, in terms of the origin of the episode or not the episode, of the the podcast itself too was when I f- first started doing the podcast like when we very, very first created the, the show, um, I was actually dating someone too. So there was like another – Um, there was like another like life lesson that I had to learn within that because I was kind of the guy in the past who always had a girlfriend (laughs) and, um, I feel like I sort of relied on that a lot and I didn't, I didn't spend enough time trying to figure myself out. So this podcast was sort of the first attempt for me to figure out myself as an individual and not bound by anything and like really, really invest myself into something new. And it was kind of hard toward the beginning uh, of doing that. And that kind of connects to the origin of the name of the podcast, which um, is the Everything Must Go podcast, which came from when, when we hit record. Actually, right before we hit record on the first episode, we actually didn't have a name picked out. And we're like, oh, my God, we forgot to have a name of the episode or of the show picked out before we recorded this and we're like well i don't want to lose momentum we better hurry up and actually come up with a name here so we kind of went back and forth um do you remember like any of the first names that we threw out there
0: well i knew that we wanted to similar to i think what a lot of people do when they're trying to figure out a band name that you definitely want to find something that's uh, of like a mutual connection so you get a lot of people that like have the name of the street they grew up on or something like that. For Steven and I, we always had a fondness for Taking Back Sunday, the band. It was something that we connected with uh, pretty early on in our um, friendship at the University of Tennessee. And so I'm pretty sure pretty much every thing that we thought of was like a Taking Back Sunday song in the beginning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, I guess I had forgotten that we just wanted to find something that connected the two of us. So we probably said like Tennessee something or
0: yeah. who
1: knows. There, there wasn't weirdly really, there wasn't like that that many things I feel like to connect the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> so we struggled a little bit, and
0: uh, I don't feel like I we don't... struggled. I think we found it pretty quick.
1: We might have actually. I'm pretty probably sure I'm we
0: because... must have because we didn't sit there for too long before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, I because I'm pretty sure you. I think the first one we said was the Make Damn Sure because that's arguably their most popular song and yeah. a song that we both love. But we're like, we can't really have the podcast be named, the Make Damn Sure podcast. What, is, what does that actually capture? And then I think the next one that came to mind was Everything Must Go. That's my favorite song by uh, Taking Back Sunday. I don't think it's your favorite song by them, but it definitely no. was applicable to, like you said, this the ending of that relationship. I had also somewhat recently gotten out of a big relationship, so it uh that song is kind of captures that idea. And also the idea of really there there are no uh topics that are off the table. Everything must go. We we're gonna get it all out there, you know? Yeah,
1: that's the thing. People always ask us and even we had we had this thought back then. So people always ask us what the podcast is about. And back then I know we had a general fear of uh is this too vague? Because you, people always say you need to, like, find your niche. Like, for a business, you don't want to be too broad. You want to be, like, very specific. So we battled that a little bit. At least I did. I guess I don't want to speak for you. But I know that I I battled the idea of, like, are we being too vague if we just leave it open-ended? And then with a name like Everything Must Go, it kind of fit because it sounds like it could just be about anything. And it's kind of hard to capture that name in any other way other than saying everything.
0: Well, my thought process, I was never – uh, too concerned about it uh, I definitely understood the the adversity that's faced with such a vague uh, idea behind uh, a podcast because it's not like this is a Star Wars podcast where we talk about Star Wars theories and Star Wars thing and everybody can just okay I want to find a Star Wars podcast well here's a Star Wars po- we don't have something like that we don't have this very specific niche area we kind of we talk about things from being millennials to our years uh, in college to uh, spotlights with guests to uh, discussions on race. Like we're we're kind of all over the board, but the idea is to really have thought provoking conversations. And I always felt that something that I feel confident in is that maybe it'll be it will be harder for people to discover us, but I feel like our ceiling will be a lot higher, or at least our potential will be greater, just because we can um, capture people that that crave these kinds of conversations, and I think a lot of times, even people who might not have these conversations themselves they like these kinds of discussions because we might be able to articulate things that they wouldn't have been able to on, on their own. Cause I, I, I know that when I listen to things and someone says something that I'm, I was trying to get to in my head and, and they just formulate it into a, a sentence. I'm just like, fuck yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Thank God they said that. Cause now I understand it better.
1: Well, that kind of, that kind of makes me think of, during the stretch of our lives before the podcast started, I, I think we both battled a lot with this sort of inconsistencies in our lives where we would give things like all of our time and then get burned out or something would kind of fall apart or like, we had, I don't know, I, I just felt like the, something that kind of also connected on us was like we were both big dreamers, we were both very hard workers and very motivated, but I feel like sometimes we felt like we spin our wheels a lot, like we gave our all to something that was maybe the wrong thing to give our all to. And then that would lead to some inconsistencies because we would kind of feel burned out. And whether it was you doing music really hard for a little bit and then stopping, doing it for a while, or me starting a YouTube channel, uh, switching jobs, moving around, like there was a lot of movement, but there wasn't a lot of results from it. And I feel like both of us were a little bit frustrated. Like we have, we both felt like we had a lot to give, but we couldn't figure out how to best channel that because we're both, we're both like pretty emotional people. And we like, as a result, like we really put our all into everything. And I felt like the podcast when we sat down and, and like decided to do this, it gave us something, the thing that we both liked about it was like the consistency of we can hold each other accountable on something. And we'll, we'll probably talk more about this as it goes on, but it really made it so that we could, talk to each other pretty regularly and we would start holding each other accountable for things other than just the podcast. And that was nothing that I expected when we started a podcast. Like I didn't expect on how much it would affect things outside of just podcast recording day.
0: I think sometimes I, um, I wonder if people get annoyed with, situations where I might gush about the podcast or just constantly talk about the different things that have to do with the podcast but I think a huge thing for me at this time when when this thing was created was I was really craving um I was really craving doing something that I felt was meaningful because even with music like i I'm not I'm not a volume writer and what I mean by that is I don't write a hundred songs in a year. And then only 10 of them end up being something I care about. I, I'm i like a quality writer, I would say, which so I'm not saying one of them is better than the other. You just, you'll find out with songwriters, some people are different than others, where some people will write 200 songs in a year and then they'll pick out their top 20 and then narrow it down to the top 10 for their album. Um, and then you have other people who are like, if I'm going to write a song, I'm going to write it as best as I can. So that I'm proud of that specific song. That's how, kind of how I am. I, I don't write in big volume. So I want. I did want something that was a consistent output that made me feel like at the end of the day or the end of the week when we got done with the podcast, I was like putting some of my creative juices into um, and also feeling like I walked away. Because we, when we have phone conversations, I feel like I would always walk away from, from something with with a little more uh quote unquote wisdom on who I was or uh things that I needed to be self aware of and the podcast allowed us just to structure that, to have something to work towards. And honestly, I don't think we really even had any of these expectations. I mean, our first couple of weeks, or actually like our first month and a half, we even talked about should we wait to do the year in review episode? Because our first episode was April 27th, and then we we got one May 2nd. Then we waited two weeks for the next one, and then two more weeks for the next one, and then two more weeks for the next one. It's like – so it was um, – I might not be getting that exactly right, but – Yeah, no,
1: there was even more. I think one of the episodes, there was like a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
0: there was uh, – we weren't consistent with it. We didn't have the expectations or the, the set boundaries, but eventually I think it clicked for both of us that – what we were doing. Maybe it doesn't necessarily mean something to anybody else, but it definitely meant something for us. And so it was something that we wanted to commit to and then, uh, grow from.
1: I think that kind of brings us to let, I, I think it's worth talking about some of the episodes now give some, yeah. some background. So let's, let's talk about going into like this first episode, because I think it's, it's interesting to paint your background given the fact that you're now so active on social media and episode number one for anyone who doesn't know if you go all the way back into the deep archives of the everything must go podcast episode one first episode is called why would you delete your facebook in reference to brandon deleting his facebook and pretty much not existing as a person anymore so (laughs) talk a little bit about that
0: yeah i i had very uh very um, strict feelings on on social media. And I still struggle with it to this day, but uh, I even posted a thing on Instagram uh, today in regards to the reluctance I have sometimes to, to ever pers- post personal things, um, just because I've always been a person that's craved attention. So a lot of those social media platforms become a platform for me to uh, try to quench that thirst of attention and I don't like that about myself I think that it it, it can become insincere and I also have I had had situations in my past where I had used Facebook as, like, a coping mechanism when that was kind of an unnatural thing. I mean, I was young at those (laughs) times. but
1: Can can you actually just give a little bit of background on what you mean by coping mechanism? Well, (laughs) like, I had
0: a a relationship that ended when I was, like, a freshman in college. And so, like, I posted maybe, like, a sappy love song or some lyrics that were definitely – meant for her and i knew that she would see it (laughs) something like that i don't even remember because i don't have that facebook anymore but just bullshit like that like that was my way of somehow uh like getting getting these feelings outside of myself in a very public manner and it was just like this is so cringy i need to be done (laughs) with this stuff um but i think this podcast allowed me to to see that the these things I still don't think they should be used in that manner, but you can still use them as, as a tool, um, which is what, what I do now.
1: But, uh, but pretty much what Brandon's saying is that he was an emotional, sorry, child on social media. And, uh, it really, he needed me to be convinced that he was being soft.
0: Yeah, totally. but,
1: but the, <laughs> but like, It really did – it really does show how much you've changed over time because just thinking about episode one versus everything that we do now, like doing this episode live on Instagram and on Twitch at the same time, I I don't think anything could paint a better picture of the changes that we've gone through from the beginning until now. And when we recorded this episode – I'd actually, I would, I'd be interested to listen to this episode again. It's been such a long time since I listened to the first episode, but I would be interested to listen to it again.
0: Just, And uh, I think it was just easier for me to say, you know what, I'm done with it. I can live my life and be present in my regular life without having to post about it. But I, I know that you have a, a, a different opinion because you still have all your social media and stuff. Well, I mean, what do you think? About well, yeah,
1: it? I mean... Uh... You So you and I, we don't, we don't live near each other. Like I live in Chicago, you live in Minneapolis and that's been right. a big theme in our friendship is it's been long distance. And I've said a number of different times, like, you know, if you died, I I don't know how I'd find <laughs> <I> out <remember. laughs> years from now, going back and listening to these and be like, wow, we predicted something or wow, we really believed that shit. Like, <laughs> well, what were we thinking?
0: I, I think that in a, in even a more subtle manner, um, the way that this has impacted our syntax because you pay attention to the things that you say when you, when you have it recorded. So you realize that you were saying like too often. Then I realized I was saying like too often and uh, we would just have these little things in our cadence that were repetitive and redundant. And we were like, wait a second, I need to to fix (laughs) how I'm speaking here to sound more eloquent and articulate and I think that it even helped me, um, I think it helps me in situations uh, now speaking in public. Like if I have a presentation to give or a speech to say or, I mean, just my job, I, I speak on the phone with people. Just overall, I can try to find, uh, I guess, try to um, increase my vocabulary to just find new ways to say the same things but to paint a different picture. It, it's such a subtle thing, but without the podcast, I don't think I would have paid attention to it as much as I as I have.
1: That's true. I guess for me, I've been making these YouTube videos and, and realizing some of the things I was doing. I do think you're right. You're definitely right in the sense that I do think a lot more before I say words now. I'm a lot less, not like I'm so calculated with every word that I say, But I do try to avoid the same circles of speaking over and over again, especially because I feel like when we very first started, we had a tough time uh, structuring the episodes sometimes without going in circles on some of the same points. Like I feel like we at first episodes, like I'm I'm not like I'm still fine with them, but I feel like that's been one of the biggest differences. We find a lot more stuff to talk about without just walking in circles a lot
0: yeah well, I think we even had a conversation really early on that we wanted to be able to look back at those first episodes and say, Man, these episodes are shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, and so I, I think it is it is cool to see not only how we structure them, but if you listen to those first couple episodes, there's also this super long opening that we would read for the for the beginning and oh, yeah. um, first three episodes. yeah. And so they're just like little things, which actually we did get a question from our audience here. How have we both grown in in the pod, in the terms of the podcast, but also in terms of our uh, personal life over the course of this year? And I think I really want to hear you because you talked about how much I've changed with the social media. But I think a huge change that we've noticed in you is your presence on YouTube and your consistency on YouTube. So I want to hear a little bit about your thoughts on this.
1: Okay, so I'll just say in terms of podcast terms, how have I grown? Uh, one, I, I think my energy level is a lot more consistent throughout the episodes. I think it's, that's partially reflective of I'm just in a better place, like happiness and anxiety wise and everything like now than I was when we very first started the episode, uh, very f- yeah, first started doing the episodes. Um, I think I, I can articulate things in less words and yeah, so that would be from a podcast terms. Now in terms of personal, one I I've grown a lot in establishing what I want to do with my life creatively. For example, because the podcast ended up being a weekly thing, I was like, why can't I do a YouTube video once a week? Like that's just an easy an easy transition to make. If I can do one, then I think I can Cause the, cause the podcast, I have you too. So it's like it, on, on, for YouTube it's, that's my time. It's like, okay, well now I can just do whatever I want, but just got to make sure I get my one YouTube video out. So it helped me be more accountable for things. Um, and that consistency just made me also realize that some of the decisions that I was making, um, like as I talked about earlier, when I was first, <laughs> when I first started doing the podcast, I was dating someone and I was like pretty spent from that relationship. so when it ended, I I had all this energy and all this focus and I could channel it towards something new. So I think I kind of turned a bad situation and turned it into something positive. Um, So I think I've just grown, I mean, the last year of my life has probably been the most growth I've ever had in one year because it helped me realize what I wanted. And literally had a conversation with Brandon about it last night that I felt like a lot of the doubts that I had on things kind of started to go away because I'd done so much trial and error in years leading up to the podcast that now I'm like, all right, I can do stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For me, the, the pod growth in terms of the podcast, um, I'm trying to think I, I um one thing I really appreciate about what the podcast does is because we now have these thoughts and conversations in public it makes me really critically think about some of the, some of the ideas and thoughts that I develop not that I didn't before but it's it's in a different way because now I'm I'm expressing it to whoever cares to listen rather than just a phone conversation with Steven. And so there are times when I might even, I might have a phone conversation with my dad afterwards and he listened to it and he says something and it makes me think of things differently. Or um, I listen back and I'm like, man, that's not exactly, that's not exactly what I wish I would have said. And so it, it just makes me um, understand the importance of like thinking before you speak not that I didn't have that before, but there is a, a certain aspect that when it comes to recording our thoughts and, and displaying it to the public, it's important to uh, you know watch what you say and make sure that you really stand behind what you say. And with that, in turn, there's also people that have made comments like um, that, that I haven't agreed with, and so it's important for me to be like you know I'm not just because. You listen to the podcast and you had time to sit and think about it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to agree with, with your point of view. It's, I don't know, staying strong with what you're saying, but also trying to have that balance of being open-minded to the idea of maybe I don't have it all figured out. Um, in terms of my life over the course of the year, for any of you that have been following along with Stephen and I, uh, the, the, over the course of this year, I've gone through a lot of different things um i I took two trips to chicago um both kind of for this podcast uh my i was um best man in a wedding uh which was a huge thing for me because that was my first experience with something that um i guess intimate with one of my uh, intimate's not the right word but just like something that that powerful with one of my really close friends but then like directly after all this stuff I had to move to a new city because I was starting college, starting grad school. And so um, I basically have tried to learn on the fly how to balance so many of these things in my life. And I've been so proud of the fact that even though maybe all of these things aren't getting the best of me yet, like I think this podcast is a huge reason why I've stayed consistent in a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I've been Consistently writing new music for an upcoming album. I've consistently been paying attention to my social media platforms in order to, uh, you know, interact with people, perform, you know, live shows on Instagram, um, and then I'll also obviously get a podcast out. Uh, so the the consistency aspect that we talked about earlier has been a huge not just for the podcast specifically, but a huge factor for me personally because. I'm a person that can tend to get in my own head, and uh, there's a, there's a quote that says, "Overthinking is the art of creating problems that were never there," and I am a, like that that defines me in a lot of cases, and so a lot of this is trying to be mindful and and trying to figure out how to how to continue spinning while the world spins with you, and uh, and the consistency aspect is something that I think uh, even though I'm not exactly where I want to be yet. It's it proven to me that even when I'm not there, I can still function at a level that I, I think I could be proud of. And so now if I get to that point where I'm really firing on all cylinders, look out. You know I feel really confident in that, that mindset.
1: And I mean, that is something that we get asked a lot. So maybe worth mentioning here, a lot of times people are surprised that we don't live in the same area or they're surprised... Yeah, they're like they're I get surprised a lot of the times like I was just on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and they were surprised that my co-host does not even live in the state and that's why there it was pretty nice uh, a couple of times to have Brandon come into town and do the episodes and collaborate on a couple of things because there is there is a difficult component on putting something together when there's distance apart like we had technical difficulties last week and couldn't release an episode and things like that are just going to happen. And some of my favorite moments of 2018 were you coming into town and us like pumping each other up, uh, talking about, Oh, we're going to do big things. We're going to, I don't know. Um, I think like the whole aspect of being the dreamer of the, you know, everything must go like kind of leaving the things of the past behind and, and, going on an adventure kind of like I think that's sort of been a story of the the journey and when I think about some of those visits we got a lot of episodes done in person (laughs) and uh it was I mean I guess we could talk about like well really quick spotlight episode we were just
0: we were just talking about last night how remember when we used to uh backlog episodes (laughs) Cause I came to Chicago for a week and we recorded uh, like five or six episodes in one week and like had them on the back burner. But then we, we got so good at being consistent with our personal stuff that it was like, we shouldn't backlog these because we want to be able to tell people in our episodes, Hey, go check out my new YouTube video or Hey, go check out my album. I just released it and backlogging. It didn't really work with that. So that was, that's kind of cool. That's
1: why we did backlogging at first. We honestly had, we, we honestly had no idea how we were doing at first. We We're like, yeah, how, I guess once every two weeks the episode comes out. Like, that seems manageable. Like, we really have – now that I'm thinking about this, we have raised the bar so much on what we – like, just to think that at first we're like, I don't know if we're going to have time to do an episode once a week. And so we're like, let's do once every two weeks. Now to think – yeah, well, now, not only do we do that, but we're all very active on our social medias. I always have a YouTube video every single week. You're, like, releasing covers and, like, writing original music and, like, all this stuff is going on. And I think this podcast, in terms of growth, to connect back to earlier, it just it, it allowed us to push ourselves so much further than we thought. And I don't even think we've even, like, touched it. We've scratched the surface as to like the other levels above us yet.
0: Yeah. Well, hell, we even had a, like a month and a half stretch, maybe two months where we were releasing at least two episodes a week. And that was crazy to like have to prepare. We were doing like a trending topic. So we had to like research certain news articles. We were trying to do spotlights, uh, which you wanted to kind of go into the spotlight. So we we can talk about that for sure.
1: Yeah. So I figured next, next thing worth mentioning. So on one of the Uh, visits in which it was the first visit that Brandon came into town we did our first spotlight episode and we haven't done any of these in 2019 but the idea behind this was we wanted to be able to interview people who we respected who you know people who are also on a journey like us and maybe that's not how it started
0: so basically when I was in Chicago I was like what if we did an interview where we we do strictly artists, like artists that are on the rise trying to make it. Like Because because Stephen and I kind of related to that idea of this, having these kind of big visions and nobody really knows your stuff. And I was like, we could be a platform to kind of help people out and get the, the word out there. But then also not just give a boring old interview, but like really have a discussion about... What some of the adversity that you face? Like, do you have mental health struggles? What What got you to where you are? All this kind of stuff. But then I Stephen kind of opened my mind. He's like, "Well, it doesn't just need to be artists. We could do like entrepreneurs, uh, you know, th- this or that." And that's where our first, about I guess your your buddy Sean, he uh, you know he wasn't an artist per se. He's a coder, and he had started his own business, and that kind of kicked everything off for us.
1: Yeah, and and doing these sort of in-depth interviews is always something I've wanted to do because when I, part of the reason why I wanted to get into TV was I love talk show hosts and just like talk shows and stuff like that. And I would see them do interviews with people who I would love just to sit and talk to, but they're always kind of short. Like they're not real in-depth interviews or they're like Howard Stern ones, which primarily deal with like the sort of, uh, I don't even know, like raunchy side of people. And, as cool as that stuff is sometimes I've always thought it'd be really interesting to like ask these very successful people real like hard hitting questions on what went through their mind um, and like actually be able to talk for a while. So I realized we couldn't do this for uh, someone huge Like we couldn't just be like, yo Paul McCartney let's talk about you becoming (laughs) you starting the Beatles. Like what was that like? So I was like, well, we don't need to talk to those people. Let's talk to people like us, like people who are who aspire to be something and let's like get into their heads now and figure out what, the, what their hurdles are and what, what goes through their mind because anyone who puts themselves out there, I admire and have a lot of respect for because when your stuff's out there, your people are gonna say things and say you're stupid and try to drag you down and any number of different things. So this gave us an outlet to try doing that and we kind of used my friend, uh is sort of the guinea pig of it because it was really easy and someone who I respect and admire a lot. So it was an easy start of, all right, we're going to do this thing called Spotlight Episode, which we think it's going to go like this. Do you want to be on it? And um, we just did it. We just did an hour-long interview, and we've done several other ones, um, and it's been a lot of fun. One of the most memorable was Winebox uh, Poppy.
0: Yeah, who was the second one, which was – an even funnier story because so I, I had come down to Chicago for a week and we recorded I think episode uh lessons from high school you said no to what uh which <laughs> that episode was gonna be kind of like a spotlight episode actually no we were gonna do like an actual topic but then it ended up just being so free for all that it didn't work out <laughs> it's in the gray you just like if you just say it's that No, way. making a decision is black and white in and of itself? Like no, not necessarily. If I like, I'll, I'll try yeah. to give you an example. Like you could you be like a to... could be a burrito. I ordered a small burrito and I got a large. Yeah. It's great. So I'm like, i
1: thought that burrito. No, they, that was a small burrito. Yeah, that's no, a good, it that's a good point today. I mean, it wasn't a small burrito by yeah, was, our standards. No, that's
0: a large burrito. It's I've all seen relative. It. Oh, I see what it. you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Then we recorded Are We Successful, Uh, Is Ignorance Bliss, Spotlight episode with uh, Sean. And then did we do You Can't Make Everyone Happy while I was there? I can't remember. But anyways, anyways, after that little stretch, I went back home to Minnesota and it was like, okay, we'll just go back to normal business as usual. Uh, But one thing that we had talked about is if we just keep putting things out into the universe – (laughs) <laughs> not to get too like over the top, but if we just keep putting things out to the world, <laughs> stuff is going to come back to us. And one of these situations was Winebox poppy who at the time, I think had 35,000 subs on YouTube, which was huge. It was like, Holy shit. Why is this guy paid attention to us? And uh, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm coming back down to Chicago. This is one of those decisions that y- you gotta, you gotta make a sacrifice and, and um, I rode a Megabus down on a Friday, I think, and then rode back on a Sunday and <laughs> went to work that oh, yeah. day, Monday. Well, that was,
1: that was pretty badass. I mean, right there, guys. If you want any further proof as to why I wanted to do a project with Brandon, like no one else is gonna do that. Like, it's I just think it's it's super rare, and um, that just the like just also the fact that like you trusted that once you got here that we were gonna like rock it, like we were gonna be ready to go. Uh, I mean, it just. It's super important whenever you work on a project with someone that you trust the person and you've got a similar vision in mind. So I just definitely worth commenting on because that was quite quite a move and uh, it was really great. I mean, it was a fun experience and it helped push us. It's it's those little moments sometimes that like help keep you like staying motivated. Like it's always enjoyable, but sometimes when those kind of moments happen, you're like, ooh, all right you a little idea as to what you're capable of and, you know, you just want to push it a little bit further, especially when you're a couple competitive guys, you know,
0: it's, it, it, it kind of, it's a tough situation for Steven and I, because uh, you know, I'm in school and I have a goal to complete my, my masters, but we want to keep pushing the ceiling for this thing that we care so much about. And so we've had constant conversations about, should I move down to Chicago? Should we, should we make this, more serious should we take this to the next level and it's it's difficult because we all like we both have our individual thing you know Steven's got his YouTube stuff and i think a big dream for Steven in general is just to kind of create his own brand and his own business i have my music thing which i i kind of had this resurgence of understanding that it's kind of a responsibility for me to continue creating things with that as pretentious as that might sound i i feel it so deeply within myself and then we also have this kind of thing that brings both of us together and it's kind of difficult how do we balance this stuff should we just go all out on it should we be more patient with it and see how things unfold um and so i don't know it's it's just all these things like make and i don't know how to say it a better way like make life worth living almost where it's like these decisions that they really matter to us that we might be ambitious about or really care for. Um, I don't know. It just, it just, it, it gives you a reason to, to roll out of bed in the morning. And I think that's why when anybody is like struggling with certain things, I think it's important to, to have something to strive towards, um, when, when you get out of bed in the morning, not just kind of going through the motions, so to speak. Now that doesn't necessarily mean everybody start a podcast. Um, I think everyone's got to find their own podcast or their own music or their own YouTube channel, you know, whatever that, that might be. But, uh, I don't know. It just, it's so fulfilling for me to participate in. So
1: that's a good point that, I mean, this podcast, as soon as we started doing it and I started then focusing my energy on doing YouTube videos more and, And working on all these other creative outlets, it has helped my mental health a lot because in those times where maybe I would not know where to focus my energy or maybe I'd have doubt or something, I could now – there was always something to work towards. And that was – it's a tough thing when you have all this motivation and stuff and people a lot of times in life were like, oh, uh, like I just – if I just knew what to do with my life, everything would just feel better. And I think a lot of us struggle with it but – I do feel like I found my thing in life. Like, I think this will forever be an evolving platform. You know, maybe the Everything Must Go podcast doesn't exist at some point. And uh, we actually made a joke that what if our kids in the future, like, we... uh, (laughs) 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 Like, in the future, when Brandon and I quit the Everything Must Go podcast, like, Brandon and I have, like, stayed in touch over all these years, and um, we're like, oh, all right, I guess our kids will just inherit the podcast <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's a pretty ridiculous thought but like maybe
0: <laughs> well i i always thought it'd be the, the the idea of um a band that passes the torch to completely new members but somehow they like choose the members to to keep the legacy it's going like the on. power rangers pretty much yeah exactly <laughs> Power <Rangers. laughs> um so i don't know if our kids would even want to have that uh baton passed to them but uh, maybe, somebody maybe take the torch when we're old and gray somebody's gonna take it over for us
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I love the idea uh, <laughs> um so that all right anything anything you want to talk about next specifically
0: uh well i just wanted to you know just because we kind of mentioned the spotlights um i i one other thing i kind of want to mention about that is Uh, it's another cool thing about this process is, um, and I think Steven and I have had conversations about this, unless you're kind of putting yourself in this world, a lot of times you can feel really lonely. Like there aren't other people out there who have maybe not the same aspirations as you, but the same energy towards their own aspirations. And I think something that's really been cool about incorporating guests on the, on the, on the podcast is, is we've gotten to meet really cool people, but not just really cool people, but people that really are passionate about their life purpose or their life journey or or what they've got going on. So, I mean, you know, Sean obviously was our first spotlight guest and he had started his own business and he also had this kind of side project with his partner where they would have an umbrella over different other, you know, other different um I guess, creations. And then Winebox Poppy obviously had find his, found his niche in doing reviews of 90 Day Fiance. And then we had Asthmatic, who was a rapper in Chicago. And and um, Lauren, who was so passionate about like politics. I mean, we had such a wide range of stuff. And it's just so cool to... We, we would have never met those people. At least probably not have ever met those people ha- had we not had a situation like this that put us... Um, into those situations. I mean, even Matt of the friends with music podcast, what a cool guy that guy was. And oh, he's
1: seriously awesome. Shout out. Check out friends with music podcast. Yeah.
0: He, he fucking posted my album on his, I mean, his, his Instagram page is like about music and he posted it as like his one of his top 10 albums of 2018, which was like, it blew my mind. He told me that <laughs> it reminded him of Damien Rice, which is an artist that I really respect and is an inspiration to me. So, I don't know. Just all this stuff is just so crazy. And I, I don't know. It's just cool to kind of look back on how it how it happened.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah, Matt's a really nice guy. Just awful at
0: Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, definitely just if tragic. he lost to you, he's uh, not the best. If you
1: lose to me at Mario Kart Double Dash, you are not good at Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see. Uh, I, I kind of like this question. It sort of ties in. Um, what's been the most rewarding thing about having started the podcast?
0: The most rewarding thing about having started the podcast. Um, I'm trying to think of an answer that's not going to be entirely cheesy. (laughs) Um, we'll be here all day. Yeah. (laughs) Come from a man like you. I way. All right. Well, I will be cheesy then. Honestly, the most rewarding aspect of this whole thing is—I'll be honest—I I experienced a couple things in the years prior that had really shaken my worldview. Like I had grown up with this sort of naive uh, sensibility towards people and how you know what people care about and and how um, how I fit into all that, how I could uh maybe have an impact on people and uh in a lot of ways i had a pretentious point of view where i thought that i was special in this way that i could help um instill change in people and it's not that i wouldn't i'm not able to make an impact but unless somebody's going to change within themselves the, there's nothing you can do about it they they have to kind of uh steer that ship and um so i, I took a lot of failures hard and it also impacted just how i how i started to see people but having steven kind of be this this beacon within that darkness of a person who had a similar sensibility to me but also someone who i could trust wholeheartedly to to rely on in not only a creative project but obviously our friendship has evolved tremendously from doing this project together because i mean even if we're mad at each other we're forced to talk to each other to get this thing that we care about done not that we ever really are that mad at each other but you know it's uh it's something that i um i don't know i i just never want to take it for granted and i i think it's important to to recognize it and and what it means for um, i guess myself personally and you know, my growth and just the things that I care about. It's, it's, um, something special. So that, that's probably the most rewarding aspect for me.
1: So most rewarding for me, this gets a little bit tough because some of the rewarding part is honestly just, I feel rewarded in the fact that I got my ass kicked for several years before the podcast even started. Um, trying to like it was just <laughs> it was just a rough stretch of um feeling like really good about myself then feeling like i got kicked then feeling like i get a, i things start to get a little bit better and then i get kicked again and it's been really rewarding to take all of that information that i learned in the years leading up to the podcast um and convert it into something in which i could kind of basically relay what i learned um not like i'm all of a sudden and and that's why i say this cautiously not that all of a sudden like i'm a self-help person but more of just the fact of like look we're all gonna go through shit. it's gonna suck (laughs) we're all gonna feel like other people are better than us Uh, we're all gonna wonder if we're doing the right thing like these are all the things that have gone through my mind over the last few years the, and honestly over my entire life. Uh, and it's rewarding to see that once I've started to like get locked in to something, it's, it's rewarding to see it grow. It's like, it's rewarding to see my, the things that I fought for and in, in my hard uh, like work that I've been putting in. It's rewarding to see it turn into something and to be able to, like have Brandon there to build it with me and it's gotten to the point now where I feel extremely confident that if, every, if the Everything Must Go podcast were to dissolve for whatever reason we, we couldn't do this and I, I feel like we've we built such a strong framework on what we're capable of that we would just go on and do something great by ourselves and that's really rewarding to feel like like I was able to be a part of that so and just seeing that people actually gain something from listening to a couple of guys from the Midwest talk about something. Uh, it does, it, it does feel good. Like I would be lying if I said it means nothing to me. Like, you know, I say a lot of times these are all just small little steps along the way. Cause I do genuinely see big things for not only myself, but for Brandon. Um, but I'm, I'd be lying. Like if I said, I don't appreciate every step along the way. Cause I feel like, there was a big point of my life where I didn't appreciate those steps. And I feel like I was so much striving for this big picture that I forgot to just enjoy the moments on the way and to just enjoy my day to day with the people around me. And, um, yeah, that's why it is super rewarding to, to be on this, this journey.
0: I, I really like that. Cause I think on our climb to the top of this mountain that we're on, a lot of times we can can forget, we can get so caught up in what the vision of the top of that mountain is going to look like and forget to take a look around us as we're on our way up and, and pay attention to the scenery that is staring us right in the face. And another thing that you said reminded me something that I feel very rewarded in is, you know, people will ask, so why, why should we listen to you guys? You know, why... Why tune in and, and listen to anything you have to say? What, Where are you coming from? And my thought process is I can't necessarily answer that for you because it's not like I'm not fully clinically trained. I'm going to have different opinions from you. What I can say is that the willingness that we have to have these conversations to kind of start a thought-provoking discussion, it's going to give maybe not something that you agree with per se, but it's going to give your mind a chance to think about something. And I've heard from other people who have listened to the show, the impact that it's had on them in certain situations. Um, Heck, our, our fucking spotlight episode with Sean made my dad think a little differently about how he was pursuing his career. The idea is that no matter how, how big or how small the impact might be from our conversations, uh, the willingness that we have to to put ourselves out there and have these discussions, um, even if maybe we're in the wrong in some situations. I think isn't something to uh, shy away from. I think it's something that makes me proud of of what we're doing, what I'm doing, and and uh, I just want to keep going. So. I'm